Welcome to Board Game Basics, episode number 18. I'm Patrick. And I'm Robert. Each episode we'll try and talk about a board game and a card game. This week we're talking about Forbidden Island and... What was the other one we were going to talk about? For Sale. Yeah, For Sale. That's one we don't actually own. Hosting for this episode is provided by Gameology, Australia's largest game warehouse. Thank you very much to Gameology for their support. So you're sand- sanding, sounding a bit nasally there, Patrick. You got a bit of a cold? Been having to blow my nose ages. Yeah, I don't know what... It's that time of year, just before summer. You get all these little bugs going around. Anyway, mm. and we've been so busy. Christmas parties, birthday parties, oh, everything. Concerts. So we're late again recording this, but anyway. Yesterday um, we weren't home very much. No. So we couldn't record. No, we couldn't record. Um, so hopefully that doesn't go on for too long with your nose. Mm. Should we uh, just get into it? Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to talk about Forbidden Island. It's a game for two to four players. takes 30 minutes, age 10 plus. Immunity says it's age plus. Mm-hmm. Weight 1.74 and it's um, best with four. Yep. It's rated at 6.8 on BGG, you rated it at 7. But the community, I could say you can play at 1 to 4, so you can play this solo. Yeah, that's what you did that oh, with yeah, Forbidden Desert. Desert. Yeah. Um, this, is, this also, this game is made, designed by Matt Leacock, who... Isn't is that the, the one that did Forbidden Desert? Yes, and also um, Pandemic. Oh, yeah. And some others, so... Um, uh, we got you this one for your birthday. Or was it Father's Day or something? Father's Day? Yeah. Yes. Because um, we were at... Um, we were stayed at a holiday house. We, we were at a... Uh, I think it was like a Imagine or something. And had that there. Oh, right. At a shop. Yeah. So you thought, oh, let's get this. Mm, I think okay. it was my idea. Now, um, on BGG here, there's a little bit of a description. Do you want to... Oh, and yes. I'll talk about that after. Okay, yeah, go on. Do you want to talk about that on the description up here? Forbidden Island is a a visually stunning cooperative board game. Instead of winning by competing with other players, like most games, everyone must work together to win the game. Players take turns moving their pawns around the island, which is built by arranging the many beautiful screen-printed tiles before play begins as the game progresses more and more island tiles sink becoming unavailable and the where are you pace increases oh yeah players use strategies to keep the island from sinking while trying to collect the treasures and items as the water level rises it gets more difficult and sacrifices must, must be made. <laughs> That's what they say in there. Um, so I'm just gonna say about the uh, little things that you have to find. Yes. So I think this one you find in the Moon and Sun Temple. It's a rock. It's like this statue thing, yeah. and it's got like half of it broken off, and it's got like this crystal-looking thing popping out of it. Yeah. So so that one is called the Earth Stone. So there's four. Yeah. So that's the um. There's four elements or four things that you're after. The earth stone, 
the crystal of fire, the statue of wind, and the ocean's chalice. They're uh, so cool, these pieces, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, so the one that I'm looking at right now is the um, Statue of Wind. Mm -hmm. And this one you find in a Gardens. Right. Yeah. And these pieces, because they're, 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 they're quite big pieces, little miniatures. And the only problem is when you put them on the board, somebody comes along and starts playing with them. Mika. Hello, Mika. <laughs> like on Forbidden Desert, next thing the uh, planes disappeared. And then the um, Ocean Chalice can be found at Crystal Palace or Tidal Palace. And then the fire one can be found in Cave of Embers or Cave of Shadows. Mm. That's when they're out on the board when you lay the tiles out. Yeah, and if you collect them, if you collect all four, you want to get back to Falls Landing. So basically you're on an island, I think it's the way that they say, and you need to... The island starts to sink. Find these items in the island before it all goes gets sunk and lost and forever. they only get sunk if they only get lost if their card gets pulled out twice and they're on the blue side yeah and then they go out so the object when you, the, your team of adventurers must work together to keep the island from sinking in order to buy enough time to capture the treasures because that's the idea of the game. You've got to get the treasures. You've got to capture them, and then you've got to make it to the Fool's Landing so that you can escape by helicopter. But if it sinks before then, you lose. Um, Not good. Now, to set up the game, do you want to talk about the setup? So there are the little um, tiles. So the land tiles, they're about... Shuffle the 24 creatures. island tiles mm -hmm. and randomly place them face up. On blue and white side. Yep, they're, they're double-sided. One is a, a waterlogged side and the other side is a very colourful side. Yeah. That side's flooded, but you can still... Yeah, yeah that, that means you've got a chance to get them back. Yeah. Okay. So in, into our grid as follows. First, make a four by four square of tiles in the centre of the playing area, which yeah. is in the... Um, Middle. Yeah, the four by four. And then you add two on top. Then place two tiles next to each of the middle two mm. tiles on every side of the square. Important note, leave a small gap between the tiles. This forms Forbidden Island and your pawns will move on it like a game board. And you've actually got a specific, specific starting place. Like, let's say I'm the... Uh, Red here, mm. I got to start at Bronze Gate. Oh, right, okay. And then if yeah, I'm the blue, I start at Falls Landing because yep. they control the helicopter. So all those tiles. Um, are... If I'm white, I start at Silver, Yellow, Gold Gate. Oh, that's Silver Gate, Falls Landing. So Silver Gate, Falls Landing, Gold Gate. So then basically you have your. Copper Gate, Iron um, Gate. Island setup. Hold on, just let me go here. You have the island setup. You have a then you have another set of cards, which are your treasure cards, and that's where you um, can collect sets of treasure cards. We'll get to them in a sec. And then there's a flood deck. The flood deck is another stack of cards. Like if we talk about them first, water yeah. rises. That's right. So they have a. It's a one for each tile on the board so when you 
turn over two of those cards, you might first turn over the Crimson Forest. The Crimson Forest then needs to be turned to the water side, which means it's almost sunk. If it's on the water side already, it that gets removed from the game. Only if it Hope gets you didn't need it. Then you turn over another one. In this case, I turned over Observatory. But there are three cards in this stack of, um, what do they call them, Flood Deck, that have... None of them. That's not the Flood Deck. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is, but where are they? They're in the other deck, Daddy. Oh, yeah, okay, they're in the Treasure Deck. They're supposed to be in there like... So, in. that's right, because these, these, um, these are always They're actually flooding. supposed to be in the Treasure Deck like in Forbidden Desert. They go in there, so if you draw one, you lose a card, but the water rises. That's right. So, then you have your, your uh, Treasure Deck... You've got uh, your Water Rise cards, you have your little symbol cards to match those icons, so your Chalice, your um, Firestone, all those things. You have three Water Rise cards, you have a Helicopter Lift, Sandbag card, which they help you to remove, um, to stop the water and stop it from flooding, and your Helicopter to get the heck off the island. And um, to collect those items, you need to get... Is it a set of four cards? You're only allowed to have... Yeah, you're, you have to have four of it to get it. To col- once you collect and, and, But then you have to get color. to the place where it is. Yes. So... Okay, so we've placed out the things. We've divided the cards into, the, cards into their three stacks. Each person then gets an adventure card. Adventurer card. Uh, do you want to maybe read them out? What they are? You don't have so, to read their actions, but just messenger. There's a messenger. Give treasure cards to players anywhere on the island for one action. Mm-hmm. That's cool. One action per card, which is they're supposed. They have these special abilities. Nag- navigator, move an adjacent another player up to two adjacent tiles for one action. Mm-hmm. Explorer, move and or shore up diagonally. Mm-hmm. Diver, move through one or more adjacent flooded and or missing tiles from for one action. Must end your turn on a tile. That's a good one. Yeah. Pilot, this is the blue one that starts at four. Once per turn, fly to a, any tile on the island for one action. Right. Engineer, shore <laughs> up two tiles for one action. So there you go. So each player starts with one of those. That's their special action that they get on there. Now on the back of those cards they give you the little um, actions water that you of play do. card. So and actions that you do. Then you begin the game. Uh, well, first of all the island starts to sink straight away so you shuffle the flood deck, place it face down uh, and you draw the top six cards one at a time, place them face up next to the draw pile to form the flood discard pile. For each card that you draw off of that pile you flip that island tile over to its flooded side so the island starts with six already blue 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 and white we all take Which our is, players well we, you die when you get past five that's when that's not good you then uh, shuffle the treasure deck deal out two cards to each player so then we, you might get a helicopter you might get a um, chalice card remember we normally choose which more. one we want to be yeah you mean which person which yeah. explorer, yeah. So then you get an advantage of um, choosing the one. Otherwise, if you don't get one that you really need, that's not that great. And also... Because you might not be able to do its ability. Or... If you were to be dealt a Water Rises card, you can't have that at this point, so it's got to go back in and 
shuffled up. Mm. Set the water level. Now, this is where you get your difficulty for the game. Um, you, can, you can start it at normal, which is starts on two. Um, you can start it on elite, which no, starts you start on three. You, the first one's novice, oh, two. Novice, yeah. Depends. What's the fourth one? What's the fourth one? Uh, legendary. And the, we oh, haven't done that one. So there isn't another side for like... The two no, no, that's the desert one. Okay, order of play. So once all the business is taken care of, you're starting the game. Everyone's starting with a couple of cards as well in their pile that they're trying to collect the treasures to win the game. So the first player who last visited an island gets to go first in this one. Mm, Australia, is it an island? Yeah. No, it's a continent, actually. Oh, well... Well, there's some debate about that, actually. But anyway, that's another that's another story. Uh, so you get to take up to three actions. So you take three actions. So it might be move, shore up. Um, also, whenever, pretty much every time your yeah. mummy goes to an island, we have to go. Yeah, that's right. So, it doesn't so really matter. that doesn't work. <laughs> Uh, after you've taken your three actions, if that if that actually happens, if everyone's been to an island, mm. or if, the per- if there's two people that went to an island, you can't. You just let. Um, we normally do youngest player goes first. Yes. If that happens, if Mika's with us as well playing. Uh, so sorry, hold on. And then uh, it gets annoying having to work out everyone's age. Uh, order of play. So take three actions, up to three actions. You don't have to take three. Discard two. Uh, draw two treasure cards. But you're only allowed to have five of them in your hand at the end of that section, so you have to chuck some out. Remembering you're trying to collect four. And then you draw your flood cards, um, which is equal to your water level. So if you begin the game on novice or normal, you're just taking two at the start. But then when you get your first water rise card, it goes up. Uh, Now your actions. You can move, so that's adjacent, not diagonally. You can shore up the uh, tile you're on or adjacent tiles you can uh, give a treasure card if on the same tile so if i'm on the same tile as you i can give you a a red firestone cards because you might have three so it's easier for me to give it to you which is which i actually find good yeah you like we like we we use that a lot don't we yeah because like someone could be closer to it yeah and then like they're gonna go there on the next action and you have like they plan the next action based on what you give them. That's right. Like if you give them what they need, that's why this they game, can go collect It's it. easy enough to play solo because you can just it's, plan what it's, you're doing. I find this one easier than Forbidden Desert. Right. Um, what's the other thing? Oh, capture a treasure. So uh, if you've got four matching cards, you then go to that tile like you were saying and claim the first one. Cap- claim your it's capture, red- it capture. Oh, capture it then. Yes, sir. Okay, so... Um, the um, ocean statue thingy... Yeah. Um, actually looks like a bird bath. Right, okay. Except with, like, squid tentacles and, like, fish scales around it. Now, the water rise cards... Um, so there's three of those in the deck, and whenever you draw one, you've got to immediately move the water level marker up. Mm, um, cover the next mark I actually on the, like on the meter. On the card it has mm. on the cards on the water risers. Mm. And this if one. I um look at the um, meter, the mm. um, water meter. Yeah. 
if you look at them, they do the exact same thing. Like, it goes from lighter, darker, darker, <laughs> darkest. <laughs> See, that's funny. I've never looked at that. No, but also, it doesn't actually do all, like, the two, then the three, then the four, then the five. It actually goes, like, the two for the shallowest, three for the next, and then four, and then... Five. The title is in five. In big one. In the five there. In oh. the f- in the darkness of five. The top. Uh, now, just to finish off the water rise, so we, you move the water level up one tick mark, you shuffle the flood discard pile and place it on top of the flood draw pile. So that means you've got your flood water rise card back in there. <sighs> no, water rice card doesn't go in the um, flood deck. Oh, uh, no, sorry. It, what it means is that the if they've just been flooded, they can be flooded again. Yep. Yeah, good call. Sorry. Um, so if you've just turned over the bronze gate and then you've got a water rise card, ah, oh, now I've got to shuffle the bronze gate back in and it's possible, possible that it comes out next. Like, like pandemic. pandemic. You know, yeah, in pandemic, pandemic, when you um, get, get an, an epidemic. Ep- yeah, that's right. Pandemic, epidemic, sort of rhymes. And then you discard the water rise card um, to the treasure discard pile. That's right. That's Which what gets annoying always drawing an epidemic or a... Um, In pandemic. Yeah, or a um, water rises <laughs> or a um, storm picks up. Yes. Because it, it makes, it makes things the game worse. Mo- yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, okay, so it's a pretty simple game. Like... You, you wouldn't classify this as a real hard game to nah. play or anything, would you? you? You enjoy it? At the start, to learn it, it gets a bit complicated learning it because you're like, um, how does that work yeah. if I've got to do that? And how does that work with that? How does that apply? It's like, how does that work? And then I don't get it because if that works like that and then that gets applied with it... Mm. It's like, that just gets a bit more complicated. Right. Yeah, that That's does. the most complicated bit of the game. But once you've you got the system in your yeah. mind, it's so easy. But the most complicated bit of the game is the start. Yeah, getting it worked out. So w- also, Set when you draw the flood... Up, but uh, learning when the play. flood draw pile runs out, um, you immediately shuffle it and, and stack the cards to form a new stack. That means um, every card would have got water on it. That's right. Which you do not want well, not really. But if you have gotten through all that, I wonder how you didn't find the water rise card. Anyway, the game well, end, you've got to get to Fool's Landing once you've collected all your four treasures. Everyone has to be on the la- Fool's Landing tile. Unless Fool's Landing is sunk, then you lose. Well, you don't let it sink, do you? Well, it can accidentally. Um, then one player must discard the helicopter lift card to lift your team off the Forbidden Island for the win. Note, this is what it says at the bottom here. You may win if Fool's Landing is flooded. Oh. Don't know how that works. You may win if Fool's well, Landing is flooded. Well, probably the helicopter person because they can fly anywhere. Yeah. They just fly you away. Well, that's true. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you don't have to be on Fool's Landing to win. Yeah, that's what it but would if mean. It's we there, always save it, though. But if it's there, you have to use it. But if it isn't, you just go... Let's all get here, and then someone can use the um, helicopter lift. So as a group, the four ways to lose the game are both the temples, caves, palaces, or garden tiles sink before you collect their um, treasure. That means you lose the treasure. If the fool's landing tile sinks... Oh, yeah, because if it's flooded, that's what it's saying. If the fool's landing is flooded, not 
sunk. That's why we always... So if the Falls Landing tile sinks, you're out of the game. If any player is on an island tile that sinks and there is no adjacent tile to swim to, you ain't gonna make it. And the other way you lose is if the water rev level reaches the skull and crossbows at the top. <laughs> above number five. That's above the well, water Well, I was level. actually <laughs> counting each one. Like, from novice, there's nine. Then normal, there's eight. Then from, what's the next one? Uh, Hard or something? Yeah. Is seven. Then it's six. Remember the first couple of times we played this with our friends, we're like, these are just doom and gloom. We are never going to win these games. And then we started to get the hang of it. Yeah. But it felt like we're just never going to win. I think we won this one before we won the other one. The desert one, we yeah. definitely didn't win. I've won it on my own easy. Yeah, I saw you play that With Mika, I think. Um, so this is a fun game. You always game. need the water carrier. Easy. Yeah, you like, well, we won't go into that one. We'll confuse everyone. Uh, what do you have to say about this game? Um, I think it's a pretty good game. What do you think about the... It comes in a tin. I actually find that really good, because you drop it. Like, if you if you drop it from anywhere... Yeah, it doesn't break. It doesn't break, but it might leave a dent. What about the downside of the tin? The, the downside, dents, pops off. Yeah, so, so it's different. You know, they're bringing out a third one in the series, Forbidden Sky, and oh, that yeah. won't be in a tin. So we're going to have the Forbidden Desert... Forbidden Island and the Forbidden Sky is out about now, but that will not but be in a. You know when someone wants to play Forbidden Island or Forbidden Desert, mm -hmm. you hear this dink, dink, dink. It's the metal. Oh, the metal tin. Uh, so anyway, I think yeah, it's a so fun family what game. What do you want to rate a, it at? Yeah, I'll probably rate it as a seven. As a first cooperative uh, game in Flashpoint. I would rate, I'd definitely rate this one more than Forbidden Desert. Would you? I rate yeah. it the other way around, so. There I would rate it a uh, seven or eight. I'm thinking of giving this to a my seven. boss for the Christmas holidays to play with. Uh, so they can borrow it and have a bit of fun. This one's much better than the um, Forbidden Desert. Okay. Because there's an extra way to die. Anything else you want to add on Forbidden Island. No. Apart from give it a try. Give it a try, yeah. Okay, so now we're going to talk about for sale. Yes. Now we don't, we don't actually, actually own no, this. No, we don't. But um, our it's, friend does. Yeah. And so we've played it quite a few times. So it's rated at seven point two. It's for three to six players. It takes thirty minutes. A simple age at 10 plus, community age mm -hmm. plus. Wait, 1.28. Yeah, round it up to 1.3. Uh, they say it's best at 5 I, in the community. Haven't we played that with 5? Yeah, I think so. Did you say what year? 97. 1997. So on BGG, it's ranked overall. Um, they rank all the games in an order. We should actually read that out when we talk about the games. But So uh, currently for sale, which is 20 years old, is ranked overall at 258. That's pretty cool. How many games do they talk about? Oh, thousands. So... So that's pretty cool. And it's That's for actually family. pretty high rank then. The rank for a family... Because if you think about how many it would be... Yeah, no, that's It's good. actually pretty high rate. It is. Um, and the rank for a family game, it's ranked at number 40. So How many would they do for cool. a family game? I don't know. We'll have to... Probably about... That's your research for Probably the week, as huh? thousands as well. We need to look at the top 
one hundred games and see how many. That's of them actually that's we've actually played. a really good rating for that as well. Mm. What do you think? We look at the top one hundred games sometime and talk mm. about which how many of them we've played, like five and like or the top hundred family ones or stuff. Okay, you want to give a bit of a description yeah. here. Description for sale is a quick, fun game, normally about buying and selling real estate. During the game, two the game's two distinct phases. Players first bid for several buildings, then, after all buildings have been bought, sell the buildings for greatest profit possible. That's not monopoly. I hear people thinking, uh, buying, selling buildings, monopoly. No, it's not. It's not Monopoly. You don't sell in Monopoly. Well, you do when Sometimes. you're going broke. <laughs> you have to normally. Uh, the, the the original um, edition of this game, Ravensburger um, FX Schmidt edition, in ninety seven ninety eight, has slightly different rules than the later one, uh, English ones, and it only has twenty buildings instead of thirty. But the one we play has the thirty buildings in that. Uh, what else does it say here on BGG? The uh, 2009 edition uses the Uber Play art for the faces of the property cards while replacing most other art. The rules are the same with the exception of the rounding rule, which, you know, when we round, it says rounding rule here. The rounding rule preferred by the designer, Stefan Dora, is that players get back half of their bid rounded down, not up. I actually That's like that rule. We yep. always heard that one. Yeah, so... I actually like that rule, because otherwise, like, you spend all, all your, your money, money and you get... Get a cheap one. You get, a, you get like, you get a one that's worth one. So the cards go range from one to 30. So every every building... So there's 30 cards that are... The, cardboard the first box, stage of the game. Yep, so the cardboard Space box, station is the dunny. 30. So the space station might be the top one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's 30. And then cardboard box is one. Cardboard box. So, And then you've got the range of buildings in between cardboard box and the space station. Yeah. And they all have a different uh, number. So the game starts... Uh, how does and it you work? Can actually, you can actually get a, like, a fairly big amount for one that's got one on it. Yeah, well, we'll Normally you'd think that you'd get like... Oh, you get nothing for that, but you get like... First of all, explain yeah. how the cards come out on the table. So you use the deck with the... So how it, how many pe- players would you think you would have? Oh, yeah, so it So just say number of players, like... Yeah, five. So five. So if you have five, you draw the top five cards of the um, building. The building deck. And yep. then you do that... F- oh, well, first, let's just play through a round. Three or four. You do that till all cards have been gone. Yeah, through the 30 cards. But let's yeah. just say, first round, you flip over five cards. Number three might come out, number 20, My, number 17, 30, and We normally get, six. we don't get 30. I remember saying that a good thing to do is not play your 30 in the first round. of yeah. the uh, Not get spend your 30 in the first round of the selling. That's right. So you all start with um, some money. Now. Do, you remember, do you remember how much money we started with? You start with ten of the normal ones, and then four four of the um twos. Okay. Two of the twos. So you, you so get you a, you, each person points. starts with a little pile of money. We then go to the next player after the dealer, and we say, "Okay, how much do I want any of these cards?" You could say, "I'll first pay." First of all, do you want to <clears> bid on any? If of the them? first person will normally bid, the first person normally go, "I'm going to bid two coins." Put in two coins into the middle. It's sort of a waste. <laughs> 
the next person will then has to beat that bid or if they choose not to bid they take the lowest card on the rack so if all the cards were six seven eight nine ten you get you t- you might pay nothing and take the six card I like being the last person then I get the um the highest one the highest one for nothing if everyone else is taken. So the first player will always put a bid in because if everyone else folds, they get the best cut. But the next person might bid four. So then the red goes around, poker style. It's actually best bidding an even number, otherwise you lose. Yeah, there's because of the rounding down system, we'll get to that. So you bid five. Let's say we're just playing each other with mum. Uh, I'll do six. Yeah, like okay. Six. So then I go, oh, I've put in four already. Then I don't, I don't want this. Oh, Mum took the lowest card. I'll take the next lowest. She pulled out. She oh, takes the, the lowest card. And then I have an And then I bid. take the next lowest card. And I have a Because bid. I pull out. Now, I get half of my money back. Yeah. Uh, the, so, if I was willing to bet four or bid four, I get two of those back. But then if I, ch- if I didn't bid and I take, I mm. get the highest card because yeah. you chose to take the next one. So, then we've gone through the through that round. All the cards have gone to you people didn't know. who paid. You didn't know if I wanted to um, put money in or not. No, you, you don't know what, you, what the next person's going to do, and it's that push your luck. How far do I want to push it to get that space station? Or yeah. am I going to be stuck with that cardboard box or the dunny or Which whatever Which you're, no, you're normally stuck with the cardboard box. At one point, you went broke, so you had, <laughs> had to... You literally just, like, not even when it was your go... Literally, first, you would have to take the lowest one. Yeah, once you've got no money, you just got to take the lowest card and everyone you, you else You literally happy. go first and just take the lowest card. Yeah. Because you sort of have to. So then once you've gone through all of those 30 cards, or, uh, numbers 1 to 30 will be out and about for people to use. And then comes the next part of the game with the... Um, selling! The selling. So you have your six cards so in your hand or like whatever. So there might be like 15... You might have... One, seven, 30. 10, 30. So if you've got 30, you know you've got a guaranteed win. Or if you're playing a hand and someone else has spent their 30 and you've got 29, you know you've got a guaranteed win. So you want to try and remember what cards people have and, they got and when they play them. Oh! Because the next part is there's the um, money deck, in a sense, which yeah, has the same the amount selling. of cards. Yeah, the Thanks. selling deck. How, how does it go? You get six... If there's five players, five, five cards, cards get put out. All right, so um, everyone chooses a card. No, hold on. They get... Ra- they, no, you choose it yourself. No, you, but if... No you, no, you don't choose a sell, sale card. You choose a card from your hand. Oh, yeah, but we haven't said what's out on the table Put that yet. face... De- so say there might be like a zero, a 15... So, um, so they range the 30-card deck of selling cards ranges zero from to zero. There's two zeros... Well, uh, 115 or no, 215, two. 14s, 6, 7, that ranges all of the dollar values in between. So there's 6 on the table, or 5 on the table if you're playing 5 player. And they, they could be a 0, a 15, a 6, and a 7. And you go, ooh. That's 4. Which which card do I want to spend and out of my hand? If I put... so, And uh, there's, uh, let's just say there's also a 3 in there because you said okay. 5. So every player... Picks their card out of their hand, puts it face so down on the table. I might choose the um, space station. So you want to you want to get I that get fifteen the, um, guaranteed. No one can. So you it's spend guaranteed. Your 30. Yeah. So then everyone flips over their card. So and you. Take I the, get I get the fifteen because I got the highest. And let's say someone got a twenty nine, they take the um, 
next highest. But that would be wasted your 29 because you don't get the top. Yeah, that'll be something. You want to save it for another time? Or you might like say, the next 15 come I want to save guaranteed. all my cards for later. I'm going to use my lowest card now because I'm going the best, like the worst card out there sometimes might be $6 million. So you $6,000. So you go, well. Could be 12 if there's three players. Yeah, I'm best to put out my lowest card. I'm guaranteed to get six. That's what I like about the box because you get heaps just from a one on it. Anyway, and then you go through. Because I remember when I had the box, I made like 6,000 from it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a that's a good profit. Yep. Turning a cardboard box into six thousand bucks. And that's basically what you're trying to do. Turn your rubbish into gold and make sure your gold stays gold. Trash into gold. Um once you've got all that, you'll have then the equal amount of uh, money cards now. You'll you will have given up your building, but you'll have your money card. You tally up the, all the money the way, cards the that you have. How you win is having the most money. Yep, you tally up all your money value. And your little coins that you might have left over from. I like the start. keep. I like keeping my coins and getting as much money as I can. Yeah, depends on if you're getting good cards in the bidding system. Yeah, like if you spend six, you still get a good amount of coins. Mm. And then that's the game. It's so quick. It's like fifteen minutes. Oh damn! I lost. Oh well, let's play again. And takes thirty minutes just to play like two of games. games. What do you think of this one? I actually really like it. I've only ever played it once. We played a couple of games, though. Yeah. Sitting um, by the pool, the cards weren't blowing away. No. On a table that had gaps in it. So B, on, on the BGG, it's rated 7.2. What do you rate Well, what do you rate it as well? Cause it's... Uh, well, if I'm rating it as a game that I can just pull out to play with anyone, that even people that don't like board games, I'd rate it as a good 8. So you probably point... actually could, because there's no learning you have to do with it. Nah, nah, it's easy. It's just like pull it out, play, and... You pick it up the second you get your cards or something. The artwork's cool, though. Oh, I love I, the artwork. I love the artwork on the cards. I mean, I would actually rate it as uh, 7.2 or 8, uh, somewhere in there, because I think it's cool. The artwork's got good, good fun pictures on there. Well, you, as soon as you see that card, I'm like, you know oh, what you got. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know it's a second, dunny. Or the you know second it's I a... see the cards come out, I'm like, those look so cool. Yeah, it is good. Mm. Um, So what I would rate it at is... What do you rate it at? Do you yeah, like seven to eight. Um, oh, I'd go with that. Eight to nine. Yeah, it's a good family game. Yeah. Easy, no learning. So both of these games we've talked about today are good, easy games. Not too much no learning. No learning. This and one's easier than Forbidden Island, though. Oh, yeah, totally. This takes... Totally. This is way quicker than This is Forbidden. easy. 15 minutes compared to like an hour. Which one would you rather play? Uh, yeah... Well, if I'm just after a quick, easy game, this one, but Forbidden Desert is a bit more challenging. You feel like you're making some good decisions. Although the decisions in For Sale actually are They really actually important. are the biggest decisions that you would make in this game. I just have never won it. Like, you make bigger decisions in For Sale than Forbidden Island. Yeah, individually you do, yeah. Okay. Anything else? Because Forbidden Island to... is um, group. It's group. Yeah, um, it's a co op game. Yeah, that's right, it's a group. Group one. Yeah, so that's it about for sale. Now, of those two games, uh, Sir Patrick, which one would you prefer to play? I didn't... For sale, probably. Oh, so, yeah. Quick, easy. But 
hard to um so if we were going uh, to go play a game right now what would you choose i'd do for sale but we don't have it yeah okay maybe that's why you'd choose it uh what do you got in your hands there um it was our first christmas card and also for sale we don't actually own so we don't get to play it much no that's right what have you got? Our first BGG Christmas card ever. I actually really like this one because they've got like this gold. Um, it's like their um, book covering stuff. And then they've got all these board game things in it. So like, this was a homemade card that we received this, from America. And then there's this meeple with like reindeers and all that stuff on it. Yeah. And they put a, um, they made it like Rudolph. Rudolph, a Rudolph meeple? Um, a Rudolph, homemade. daddy, a Rudolph. A mood off. Um, so they've they've handmade the card that that uh, with a big meeple on the front out of Christmas stuff, and then and then they have um, all the pictures of all the games we have. What games? And we said, how did you know? Um, we found all the games. They're all ones we like. We said to the lady, and she said, well, "That's because I looked on your um, games that you own page." That's cheeky. <laughs> that was so cool. So, and she um, made, put the pictures on there. I'll read out. I'll pictures. say the um, pictures and what game they're from. Yeah. So first we have the Garden Bean from Bonanza. Uh, uh, Bonanza. Have a yep. talk about that, and then we got a five red from Uno. Oh yeah. The Turtle Clan, the Green yeah. Turtle Clan from Rising Sun. Yeah. A dice that looks like it's from Flashpoint. That one. A um, pawn from Sushi Go. Sushi Go or something you think? Or yeah. um, ah, this game. Huh? Oh yeah, or Forbidden Island. Yeah. Or Forbidden Desert. Yeah. And then there's Machi Koro, the mountain area. Yeah. Keep going. Mm, ticket else? to Ride, the Green oh, yeah, Train. Oh yeah, ticket to ride trains. And um, then there's next is. What's that? Clan. Oh, Koi Clan. You don't need to remember them all. There's Carcassonne, there's Bonanza. Ticket to Ride, Flashpoint, Machikoro. Oh, Charterstone. Charterstone. You said that was something different and I said Charterstone. Oh, I know. This this, this Christmas card was great that the the lady has made us. I don't know what the green dice is from. Does this make you think um, next year we need to maybe do something like this? Yeah, only if we can find the game thing. Or you could just make your own one. Anyway, yeah. we didn't do that with our Christmas cards. It would be cards. hard doing. It would be Make hard finding drawing. a picture for crossbows and catapults for that. Oh yeah, crossbows and catapults. Um, yeah, for our game, remember Mika did the drawing in there. I did, did as, well. as well. I did. Um, two you or wrote three. on them. So anyway, that was cool. We've that, we've never done the Christmas card exchange before from BGG. Yeah, and oh, and we've got another one waiting out there to be. We've opened. got eleven more. We've got to wait come. for our mum to get. Yeah, the one we need to open with mum. We won't do it without her. We have to do it tomorrow because she's um, going to get Late home tomorrow. when we're in bed. Yeah. yeah. So that was from Canada, the one out there. So that'll be yeah, good. Yeah, um, that's one of the... I drew on a card that went to Canada. And while we're talking about um, BGG, that reminds me that there's the Patreon um, support on BGG at the moment. If you spend 15 US dollars... You get... Um, so, how many Australian dollars? Uh, we came out to 22 by the time the exchange went over. So, it's, it's, a, it's a fair investment. But what you do is you're basically donating $15 or $20 for us for them to keep operating their site, which I think we get our yeah. money's worth out of with all the time. Yeah, we now don't we've buy actually, a game without looking or... We've got these um, microphones here and then we've got the... Um, computer and stuff like that so we end up using bgg yeah that's if that works out that's actually a money's worth of it 
I think like, so. you're getting your money out of it because what you need to do a podcast is a lot. You do need a lot. Especially because you need to have the board games and stuff to be able to do it as well. For you to be able to look up there and do that. Oh, also, we get a 1,000 um, geek gold at the end of the year. So oh. if you support them, um, you get a 1,000 geek gold. So that's going to be helpful. And that leads me to the other thing I was going to say. I've had a little thing over the last couple of episodes, but this time I'll do it in the show and we'll see if anyone actually emails. If you email and say that you heard me say about geek gold on here, how much should we give? How about 200 geek gold? Yeah, because we have plenty. Well, I don't have that much. We had to buy it. It will give 200 geek gold if someone emails me and says... Which is worth a lot of money. The first person that emails us and says... Geek gold, uh, love it. Could we have some? And we'll first Wait, person what, only what, no, two hundred. No, this should geek be gold. a thing. So, so geek gold. What was? How much was it? Two hundred. No, not two hundred. How much do we receive? Geek gold a thousand. Yeah. Two hundred. No. No. <laughs> Can't geek, give it all away. We need some. No, of it. geek gold two hundred. Oh, geek gold. Because the thousand yeah. that we get at the end. Anyway, we'll see if anyone listens to this and then emails us and says, so I'll have 200 the co- geek gold. The code is... What you got to do... 200 GG. <laughs> no, geek gold 200. Okay, all right. Well, you're the boss. First person. First person. Okay. Uh, the other thing is uh, on Kickstarter, Awkward Guests, which is... That means um, we're going to be giving away Scrabble cards when that Well, happens, when so. that happens, yes, because we said once we get to... Um, Ten and we've got nine. We just need the geek gold one. You want one more email, don't you? So you can give away Scrabble cards. Mm. Um, Or geek gold if it's overseas because it'll be too much to post overseas. Uh, Awkward Guest is on uh, Kickstarter. It's nearly ending, but that's a game. You might be able to uh, late pledge it. That's been reprinted uh, like what Cluedo should have been. I think they're saying Tom Vassell from the Dice Tower has put his support right behind this to get this made, and it sounds like an awesome game. Um, when Caitlin comes in to talk about Cluedo one day, she's the one she that should be buying oh, this. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, how about our email? you want to say what our email address is, even though it'll be in the show notes? What is our email address? Our email is boardgamebasicspodcast at outlook.com. Com. And we really would love to hear from you. We don't we don't care what you want to say. Then, um, it would be great to hear from anyone. Twitter is yeah. BGB at board, capital B for board, game, basic one. Oh, pardon you. Pardon Oops. <laughs> so that's board game basic BGG one. It's in the show notes. BGB down the bottom of the at board game basic yep. one. On, on, board. If you're listening to this on your podcast, it'll be down on the on the show notes. Yes. All right. Well, I think we you need to wind us up with what you need to say to get us out of here. And hosting for this episode is provided by Gameology, Australia's largest gaming warehouse. Thank you, Gameology. Thank you, Gameology. We've loved the support. So, thanks for listening. So that's bye from me. And bye from me. Now, you know that 
um, Mika's really keen to join us on another episode. For uh, these games are sitting on your desk here. She wants to do Bonanza and Forbidden Desert. Because so. those ones that she's played, because she hasn't played Forbidden Island. No, but she really likes them. So I'm pretty sure she's going to join us to talk about them. Possibly the. I really next like episode. Bonanza. Yeah, I know, but that that's a game she loves. Man, hopefully you're feeling better soon. Mm. Um, Hopefully you I don't know. Ask you, what's that book you've been reading over there? Not the Minecraft one? The dragon oh. one or something? What's that called? It's called Dragon in the Library and there's Dragon in the Ga away. Hey? Oh you're going to grab it now. He uh has been stuck reading these books and uh, there's a whole series of them. Dragon yeah. in the Library. There's like six of them. These are the ones I've read. Because it says the ones that you would have read before. Oh. The Dragon in the Sock Drawer, which is the first one. I actually really like these books. Mm. The Dragon in the Book 2, The Dragon in the Driveway. Oh, that's the one it was, not yeah. in the garage. Because she sleeps in the garage. Oh. Book 3, The Dragon in the Library, which is this one. Oh. Mika's reading. Ah, oh, she can talk about that next time. Yeah. Um... Alright, well, another busy week coming up, so uh, it's good to just have this time to do a podcast, get through to Christmas. Especially and play after games. a weeknight if you're busy and tired on the weekend. Yeah, I know. Alright, ready for All Alright, you can do your joke. You're busting to tell me your joke already. What do you call a really old ant? Auntie? No, an antique. Oh, antique. <laughs> What do you call a flea that lands on the moon? A flea that lands on the moon would be an astro flea? No, a lunatic. <laughs>